Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. We're doing that Brooklyn Nets Brooklyn talk. Nets talk right here on Talking Nets. Brooklyn, we go hard. We go go hard. Talking Nets. Talk to my Keith McPherson. A uh, yes, sir. A uh, welcome back to Talking Nets episode. 22, 8, 228 episodes. And man, I forget what number it was two years ago, two seasons ago when we tried to bring bring on Big Fan Breezy, but we got him today. You just heard him a little bit in the intro. Obviously, I shout out his show because he does this stuff as well, YouTube content. He's working on his stuff. And then you just heard him with the sentiment about how, in a way, the Brooklyn Nets being here the last 11 years, the Knicks fans and the Knicks have us partly to thank for holding them accountable, right? We are playoffs, the Nets being here and being competitive and going to the playoffs all those years when the Knicks were bums, they knew that they couldn't just trot anybody out there in the middle of Manhattan into the world's most famous arena. They knew, hey, not too far from down here, they're building a winner. And like Luis Scola said, once once they win, they'll get everybody they want now. Here we are in another down period for our Brooklyn Nets. But what we're going to talk about today is the trade deadline, the game that we saw after the trade deadline, and how we feel moving forward. So without further ado, you know, let's get a vibe check. I want to start off by saying positive energy, positive vibes only, maybe a little woo-saw, a little hmm, Nets world meditation. <laughs> it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. Now, I'm not saying it's going to be all right that, you know, Nets and seven winning the finals. But what I'm saying is we wanted them to do something. They did something. And now we can look at this team as a potential team to get in the play and maybe even play off just off of one game. I know it was the Spurs. We'll talk about it. But they made some moves. The last episode we did was do something, anything. We didn't know what it was going to be. Welcome in, Alex. Now we actually have some stuff to react to. Sean Marks did make a couple moves. Maybe not the exact moves you were expecting. But uh, we'll welcome in Alex, and we'll start with a overall vibe check. So people in the chat, tell us how you're feeling about your Brooklyn Nets, and we'll react first to the trade deadline, and I'll pull up uh, some different screenshots and information about who we sent out and who we acquired. Alex, welcome. Go for it. 
Yeah, um, I think uh, getting, well, I, I think I predicted that we'd get rid of one of Royce O'Neal or uh, Dorian Finney-Smith. Um, I just think that, I think getting uh, three second rounders was pretty good because um, we had traded one first rounder and he was on an expiring deal. So I don't think it's a bad trade. I think it was a win-win. Um, and then for Dennis Schroeder, uh, I've always really liked him. You can shoot out all three levels, um, and you can uh, – he's reliable. He doesn't really get injured that much. Uh, he can shoot three. He's a better lob passer than Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie's a terrible lob passer. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, now you actually have an option uh, of a true point guard, good ball handler. Um, it's not the biggest upgrade ever. You know, it's not the biggest splash you wanted. But at the same time, it actually gives you an option for next season because he's on an expiring deal next season. So, you know, we'll see uh, if he if we make a big splash next season. Um, but if not, he's a good option to have. And uh, when this team gets fully healthy, it's not a bad rotation to have. Breezy, you got it. Oh, I agree with everything Alex said, man. Shout out to him, man. Word. Um, make sure I had your name right. You know, I was looking at the other clip when I messed your name up. I called you Adam. Man, I apologize for that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no. it, it's, a, it's now a running joke. So, like, all good. <laughs> Word. But I, I agree with everything that Alex said. Shout out to you, bro. Um, and to add to that, yeah, he's healthy and reliable, and that's what we needed. And I'll be honest with you, man. Every time it seemed like Sean Marks is on the ropes, he hit him with a rope-a-dope. And I think that's what Dennis Schroeder was. You know what I'm saying? Dennis Schroeder showed that everything that we were missing in the Ben Simmons is is here with Dennis Schroeder. You know, I'm a, not say. Let me not say everything. We got the all ball defender part. We got the assist part. Everything Alex said. We got the uh, availability part where you could actually develop chemistry. It's Alex's point. He started 33 games and played 51 games. That's a reliable guy. That it don't come on, man. He's almost an Iron Man. He played every game this season. So I don't want y'all to shy away from that specific stat. We could talk about his numbers and talk about how many points and assists he got. The fact that he's available all the time is part of the reason why we all love Royce, is because he was available. You know what I'm saying? Well, I imagine we get into that. But case in point is him being there on a regular basis with a healthy Cam Thomas, with a healthy uh, Mikhail Bridges, with you know, and et cetera. Yeah, man, I agree with uh, Keith. I, I think we we could be a strong playing team. I, I think we could be like a AC or something. Positive vibes, positive energy. Like none of us are in this shit to lose. None of us watch these games every night to be mad. So like, even though they beat the Spurs and the Spurs are trash, and the Wemby fans came out to Barclays Center, you you got a small glimpse into what Dennis Schroeder can add. Um, you got a small glimpse into what the team can look like with him building on that win, and, and they have to. The Nets, uh, I think, are, are not completely just giving up on the season. They'll take a play-in berth. They'll take a potential play-in uh, appearance. I'll be happy with that. <laughs> and, and, and I'll be happy with that, too. Like, all in all, when you think about where we are, like, I, I, I said this on New York Post Sports yesterday. I said... As a fan of the team, you root for the team, right? And obviously, we're not rooting for the team with expectations of, of a run to the finals. 
but let's see if they can compete. If they still can't compete with this move, then whatever. We're going to be looking towards next season. But if they can somewhat be competitive, it's going to be fun for us on a night-in, night-out basis to feel like we're in games. Not to feel like we're about to go down um, in the second half, beat you'd be down by four points, second half open, and, and the other team goes on a 21-0 run, and you're like, what am I even watching? Now let's see him compete. And, and to go along with what you guys were saying about Dennis Schroeder and um, his availability, it's so obvious what the Nets are looking for. Sean Marks and Joe Sai obviously are connected on this. Healthy players that are available. The best ability is availability. They're not looking for guys nice. that they're going to pay anymore. Like, literally, look at Ben Simmons. Look at Kevin Durant. Even mm-hmm. look at Kyrie Irving in the time that he missed for Whoa. not injury, but, you know, any other kind it's of significant yeah. They want guys that are going to be available. They want the fans to be able to um, come to the arena and see the same guys in the lineup. And I think they add, you know, Dennis the Menace to Brooklyn Bridges and a couple mm-hmm. other guys that they, they expect to be here in the near future and be able to play. So I asked for a uh, a quick vibe check in the chat. Let's bring you guys in in the chat and see what you guys are talking about. Shout out to everybody. Yo, Iceman was first. Big fan. Breezy was in here representing, obviously. Rahala, what up? Greg Stat. Your can I get a year in the yeah. chat? That's <laughs> world. Big respect. We all right, baby. Let's see. Alex Gonzalez says, I'm not a Ben Simmons fan, but him punking Jared Allen is the highlight of his Nets tenure. You know they got history from when Embiid elbowed him. And you know me talking about how I sat six six rows behind the net on Martin Luther King Day in 2020 or 2021. And I watched Ben Simmons bully Jared Allen when Ben Simmons was on the Sixers. It had Kendall Jenner sideline uh, in Barkley Center. Dennis Schroeder to Nick Claxton was the highlight. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Little pocket pass. Yeah, the, inbound alley-oop. Mm-hmm. Like, that's different. That's going to mm-hmm. be fun to watch on a night-in, night-out basis. I think uh, a lot of um, – a big um, development is actually going to be an improvement in Nick Claxton's game because you've seen how good he is with a true point guard. You know, yeah. Dennis Schroeder um, – I've always I've always really liked it. I think it's so weird because I feel like other teams look at us or as a team and we have like three or four role players that is one of those uh, we have those players where you're kind of like if he he's on our team we'd like him but if he's not we just don't. Like Dennis Schroeder is one of those players where he can get in your head. Nick Claxton, Ben Simmons, you know, he did that with Jared on. I, I, I miss Jay, but like, like I, I, I didn't know he had that in him, honestly. He never showed with that Ben with Simmons because Ben Simmons yeah. is a bitch. So you're not going to let Ben Simmons push you on the ground. Like, if anybody, if you let anybody push you on the ground, it can't be the guy that misses all these games and uh, mm-hmm. nobody in the league is respecting him. Yeah, hold on. Let me ask. Do y'all think that uh, Nick Claxton gave Wimby uh, uh, the welcome to the NBA? You know how all those players, that's rookies, got Ooh, welcome to the NBA? Him. Yeah. Gave the, uh, and gave him the tea bag and fell. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I understand yeah. the Wimby hype. Because there was some shit that he did in that game where I'm just like, this dude is not a real, like, it was, it was almost odd to me. Like, this mm. dude is not a real person slash NBA player. Um, his size, pause, his length, pause, just like watching him. Like I couldn't imagine going to the game and seeing it live, but just watching him on TV, some of the stuff that he does from step back threes to sham God, like some of the stuff that he does, 
at his size, it is odd. But they're still losing, and it doesn't matter, um, you know, if Wemby is a freak. You know, you can come out and see the circus all across the country. They're still taking L's. And, yeah, Nick Claxton didn't waste an opportunity to mm-hmm. uh, flex on him a little bit on his home floor. Who else in the chat? Go I, ahead, I go ahead, while guys, I, the chat. I don't know if you guys mentioned it, but I find it quite, kind of hilarious. Like, Obviously, I know Dinwiddie's second stint with us uh, didn't work out. Um, but, uh, like, I always show love with him because of what he did in his first stint. Um, but it, I found it really hilarious that the day before he got traded, he literally went publicly on Twitter saying he won't get bought out. And then the next day he gets bought out. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, it was like, this but, isn't true. And he, he was writing yeah. a bunch of stuff back and forth with Nets fans and Nets Daily and... Yeah, mm-hmm. um, he ends up getting traded to Toronto, right. and they buy him out. So uh, next thing you know, he pops up at the um, fucking at the Nick game, <laughs> and uh, rumor has it that he is going to um, uh, be with the Lakers next. Let's see Dinwiddie right there with the fro. In the all black with the beard, like yeah, all right. The Nets are playing, but I'm gonna pull up to see Kyrie, Luca, and the Dallas Mavericks versus mm-hmm. the Knicks. But but good luck to him, man. Um, like you said, like Spence gave Nets fans a lot of good moments in the past. Now that people don't remember, I think it sucks that the the current lasting image is fans thinking that he was dogging it or selling or not playing hard because he was disgruntled and didn't want to be here. Whatever. Now you got Dennis Schroeder. And uh, let's see what Ben Simmons can do. And let's see if we can get these guys going like Mikael Bridges, like Nick Claxton, like Cam Thomas, consistently with guys that can distribute the ball. Ben Simmons is only going to play 20 minutes. But that's why you go get a Dennis Schroeder, who's an Ironman, who's going to give you a full damn game. I mean, while we're talking about him, I'll get back to the chat. But I had to show him love. He made history. He came mm-hmm. out there. Dennis Schroeder in his Nets debut, 15 points, 12 assists. Mm two rebounds he hit three out of his five from deep he played 26 minutes in his first night on the team Hmm. that's history um i gotta pull up the uh stat that yes network had um but that number of assists i think either ties or is second place uh Hmm. first player well he's first player the first player in nba history to record those numbers in any debut for any team But those assist numbers for your first game as a net, I think those are the best numbers, if not the second best numbers. And I got to find the um, the stat card to prove it. But go ahead while I look for that. Um, I'm not going to lie, man. This guy is impressive. Everything we needed. And not only that, I feel like Dennis Schroeder, he got something to prove. I like the chip on his shoulder. I like the six degrees of separation. I like the fact that he mad that quickly and RJ took his playing time. Yeah. I like the fact that he like, oh, I right. So if anybody was going to help us beat the other t- uh, uh, other team in the city, it's Schroeder. He got his playing time took by Knicks players. Then he came here to Brooklyn. I really think he's going to – he not only restore hope in us as Nets fans as just to, like you say, uh, uh, how you say, just one game, but also look for him to do this on a regular. He played with Lonnie Walker in L.A. He played 44 games with Lonnie Walker. 
and he was hooping with him. I looked at his stats. He had mad assists. You feel what I'm saying? He he finds players, and this is all off of one practice. I seen. I watched a post game interview with him. He, he did this off of one practice. You know, he he not new to this. He true to this. You know what I'm saying? He had eight assists one game, seven seven assists one game, ten assists one game. Like he's been doing this, and the fact that he already has chemistry with Lonnie Walker, playoff chemistry. I think it's a good look. You know what I'm saying? Um, word. So yeah, yeah. I'm really, I'm really confident that um, that he's going to be consistent. And I think we get the best Macau Bridges with Schroeder doing what he does. Macau Bridges does not have to create anymore. He don't have to tie and the ball to create his own shot. Schroeder will find him in his spot, being off ball. Let him continue to play off ball. I think. I think we a dangerous team, man. Seriously. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. No, yeah, and good. Keep the optimism, bro. It's time for optimism, especially going into the all-star break. So here's the information from Nets Daily, Nets PR. Players to record 10-plus assists in their Nets debut all-time. James Harden, number one. If y'all remember that, I do. Uh, Kevin Porter, yeah. number two. So he's tied with, with Williams. Dennis Schroeder didn't finish with 10. Uh, he finished with 12. So that ties mm. – uh Darren Williams at third that's a great debut you can't yo for a team that the whole half of the season we're talking about they need a real point guard they were counting on Ben Simmons Spencer Dinwiddie's not the guy now they've got that guy and they have Ben Simmons coming back and hopefully he ramps up um you know his time hopefully he ramps up what he can do now um another funny story from the deadline and let me give y'all 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 love in the chat uh I saw Ramel Carter in here. What up, talking Nets? Greg Stass said, what's his name on the right? That's Big Fan Breezy. He, he calls the show. He's in the chat. Actually, maybe, let me make sure I don't got any voicemails. Um, I, don't, I don't think I got any voicemails. You guys have heard him on the show because he, he calls a voicemail. Yeah. Friday at oh. 9, we did get a voicemail. And I think that might have been from you. I think that might have yeah. been from Big Fan Breezy. So um, we'll get to that in a minute. Let me see. Joel in the chat, always. The Brooklyn Schroeder Nets. Yeah, whatever, yo. I'm rocking with it. It's just better than losing. <laughs> if we can be competitive, like you, you you, heard what Big Fan Breezy just said, this guy brings to the table. Love catching up guys live. Catching you guys live. Yeah, same thing. Word, word, word. Appreciate y'all. Nets mm -hmm. world, baby. We all right. We all right. We ain't, we ain't expecting to win the finals, but we're expecting to compete. And not yeah. waste our time every night watching this team or going to the arena and feeling like we're getting uh you know blown out and 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 don't have our own our own uh, uh floor. Yo, Breezy is is that who you said worked in my pops building? Yeah, that's um Jeff. Jeff, um I had um you know Jeff, you know what I'm talking about? Nah, who are we talking about? Security, security Jeff. Oh me, yeah, hell yeah. yeah, I know Jeff, Jersey City, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He um, since that time I I, I see I was talking to Jeff and then but P Hood he always comes to uh, Jeff never does. Shout out to Jeff though, that's my guy. But he always tell me he listened to your show after the game, right? So, but P Hood his son he always does the panel with me, jumps on the panel with me, talks to me. Word. So it be it was uh the story goes. So, you know what I mean? I'll be honest. Like I said, you know, I'm from the chat. Y'all know me from the voicemails in the chat. I feel like, you know what I'm saying? I was doing something big. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like, you know, this is, you know what I'm saying? I'm, 
this the beginning of the year. I feel like I'm I'm doing really good. If I, I made it to talking <laughs> next, you know what I'm saying? That's that's right. how I feel. So, so it's right. this is a, this is an up for me. You know what I mean? This is good. You know what I mean? So you know, I, I was kind of bragging about it. You know what I'm saying? Kind of boasting, like yo, so you know. Jeff, shout out to Jeff. Jeff is a huge Giants fan. Him and I have gone back and forth on the the Giants with me being a Cowboys fan. I remember he he showed up with a T-shirt that something like. Number one Cal, uh, Dallas hater in the middle of the summer. I'm like, what are we doing? Like, the season is, is for like, isn't for like another two months. What type of energy you want? No, no, no. Is- a funny story. I um, I seen that same T-shirt in his in the barbershop he was working in because he was Word. he he cut my hair, and I was um, I seen the shirt. I was like, and we, you know, like you said, he started chopping it up because he's looking yeah. for that. He's looking for that yeah. kind of energy. So. Um, obviously the Giants weren't very good this year, but um, while I used to stay, he was the doorman security. Mm-hmm. He held it down because there was some shenanigans going on over there in Jersey City. But, you know, with me being on the radio late at night, he would be working his shift and he would listen mm-hmm. to me come on after the Yankees or after the Nets. And then yeah. I pull up, you know, into the uh, you know garage and I run into him at like 2.33 in the morning. Um, yeah. And I remember him telling me about you, but I had already you know, knew about you. We'd already been in motion and, and we're trying to, you know, put this show together. So P hood confirmed. And from that Jeff to this Jeff, not the same Jeff, such a breath of fresh air, seeing Dennis out there, AKA Claxton's favorite team. Claxton is the franchise, yo. If y'all haven't gotten that um idea yet that they're not trading Claxton, that's done. They're going to pay him. All those rumors are true. They like his style. They like how he gets down. I mean, I would have liked to see Draymond get at him without the the two three strikes that he had because <laughs> in that Warriors game, everybody like, oh, Draymond didn't do it because you know he's on probation, he's on his last strike. But I don't think he did it because Clax, young Clax, is about that time, especially protecting his home floor. Um, I think now with Dennis on this team, you're gonna get to see more of what Clax has in his offensive bag. He's obviously a good defender. And the Nets plan on building around him, Mikael Bridges. I don't know if y'all noticed when um, that game ended against the Cavaliers now. Now we're going back talking Warriors, talking Cavs, and we got the Spurs game. Donovan Mitchell was, you know, talking to Mikael Bridges with his towel over his mouth for a good minute, maybe 90 seconds. And everybody was speculating from there that, okay, the Cavaliers are the hottest team in the NBA right now. Like there's something like 16 and one. They they won eight in a row. Um, a lot of people are speculating though. He refuses to sign an extension to stay in Cleveland, Ohio. We all know he wants to come home. That dream of him playing for the New York Knicks, that's impossible now. They done gave up everything. I mean, they still have the first round picks, but when the package was talked about for the Knicks to trade for Donovan Mitchell, it included RJ Barrett, Emmanuel Quickly. That ship has sailed. He's not joining that Knicks team now. Where's he? Where's he going to play? Like, there's there's a rumor and a legit thought about him potentially joining the Brooklyn Nets, and he's friends with Brooklyn Bridges. So that's that's just another nugget for y'all. Um, let me hit the rest of the people in the chat that showed love and came through. I don't see anybody throwing money, and I'm not the type to ask for money. But we are literally eight dollars and forty five cents away from cracking a hundred dollars earned. In the chat for this season <laughs> on Talking Nets. <laughs> Let's see. 
Why Dennis not starting? Shake my head. He should be number. Hey, why why is Ben Simmons not starting? Ben Simmons talk about I should be starting, and then he's gonna try and save the basketball. Spike that shit off. Carrot Carrot Levert. Levert catches it, puts it in the hoop. Dumb. Low IQ basketball play. Schroeder's gonna start. How many games did you watch Spencer Dinwiddie start? Like he can't start necessarily the first game back, right? Dorian Finney-Smith had the ankle. All of a sudden, he's not traded. We haven't talked about him. He gets back in the lineup. And, you know, here was the, you know, full kind of uh, Nets trade deadline from Eric Slater. We're going to work on getting Eric Slater on the show as well. He joined me on WFAN one night. Obviously, Dennis Schroeder, good. Dad Young, former Net, we thought we were getting another reunion, a second tour. Nah, he gets waived. Uh, Keita Bates-Diop, okay. We saw him a very little in that Spurs game. Uh, Jordan Goodwin. Three second round picks, whatever it is, what it is. Harry Giles got waived. Obviously, Spencer Dinwiddie traded uh, to the Raptors and they waived him. And then Royce O'Neal to the Suns so he could reunite with KD. And they sent us a couple more picks. We got uh, a, a bunch of picks from Phoenix. I hope that they don't do a damn thing. Brooklyn has, yeah. So this was where he says Brooklyn has 16 players under contract right, right now. They, they sorted all that out. Um, what's another thing that came up? Oh, yo, <laughs> shout out to Nets Kingdom, AJ. Shout out to the whole Nets Kingdom. We got to set up another collab pod, another collab stream for the all star break. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr. is heading to the Raptors in the trade. <laughs> so, Dennis Smith Jr. said he was talking to Eve, J. Cole's man. You know, they're all Fayetteville, Vietnam, they all connected from North Carolina. He said he was talking to Eve, and they're all big basketball fans. And when this came through, Dennis Schroeder was like, oh, no, this guy wants to be in New York. He wants to be in Brooklyn. He wants to be on his team. This was an error. This was incorrect. He messed this up. So it was funny to see. Um, no, I didn't mean to put that up. Where's the clip of uh, not when Dennis, 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 Dennis Smith Jr. Jr. told the story of right. what happened while he was, um, you know, thinking that. He might get traded. He said he was sick. He said he had a knot in his stomach and mm. that, uh, you know, that that's a feeling that he's had before because he's been traded in season before. I'm glad he's staying, especially yeah. because I know Jacques Vaughn loves his spirit. You you played him all season because of his defense and his spirit. He's got to stay. So Dennis Smith Jr. reacts to Woj accidentally tweeting that the Nets traded him. He said, I got Woj's tweet. Tweets as alerts on my phone. I see my name pop up and I'm like, hell no, nah, my phone's going up. I ain't even get <laughs> No pregame nap that day. I was sick. <laughs> Go ahead, y'all. Yeah, nah, I, I love um, Dennis DSJ. You know, I think he's a spark to the team that we need, and he's is necessary. Um, he's only been a plus in my opinion, and this three pointer got better. I didn't even think that was going to happen, but it seemed like it did. Um, I think both of them are a menace. Both Dennis are menace, but Dennis, respectfully, DSJ, he was really hooping. And I think with DSJ and Dennis Schroeder, they set they them setting the tone on the perimeter. All of those games where uh, we had trouble guarding the perimeter, I think we get better because of DSJ. And I, like you say, I, I like his um, – I want – is it leadership? I just think he's a good locker room guy, good – for you know what I mean, uh focusing on defense uh as a priority. 
and you know he's then a dog. It, he's it's good to have the dog mentality on the team. Like right. him, Clax, they they play with that chip on their shoulder. I think Dennis gonna play like that too. Even though Ben is allergic to the rim, like I think he's got like now these guys have a chip on their shoulder instead of going out there every every night and feeling like you're gonna lose, feeling like oh uh, you know there's no way we could compete. I think they're gonna play spoiler. They're gonna try and surprise some teams. Um, I, I, I mean, I've always been critical of Dennis Smith Jr.'s uh three point shooting. I mean, yeah, he had a nice game against the Spurs, but at the same time as the Spurs. Um, I, I actually don't know if Schroeder will start, to be honest. I mean, like, who would he start over? You know, like, I, I get that Ben Simmons and Claxton doesn't really work together. But right. ben, yeah. he would start over Ben, even though Ben says he wants to start. Oh, you th- okay. Well, then, I mean, that's a pretty small backcourt with him and Cam Thomas. Uh, and then you just have probably Mikael Bridges and Dorian Finney-Smith. Um, and Clax, maybe, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I... I I guess I I can see that, but I uh, honestly like it, it would be tough. It's it's it, it's a weird one because we, you have all these quote unquote role players, I guess, um, on your team. It's just tough to like find out who's starting. The only guarantees for me are Claxton, Bridges, and it has to be Cam Thomas. If Cam Thomas goes back to the bench, I. I'm going <laughs> like that. That's going to be every next. You know, he could. That's the, that's the fucked that's up the thing. Problem. That's the problem. We know that, that, sh- that he could sit and then Jacques Vaughn will have something to vouch for it. It'd be like, oh yeah, well, you know, we're healthy now. And you know, Cam is still like. Yeah. Nah, that's crazy. I, I always con- uh, complained about that as a fan, because I feel like, you know, just watching the game, analyzing the game, breaking it down, you get Cam Thomas having, and when he starts, the Brooklyn Nets go into the second quarter with the lead. When he don't start, a lot of times he got to play hero, got to get us back to a tie, and then toggle with the lead back and forth. You put Cam Thomas to start, Schroeder to start. We're going to be up going into that second quarter a lot of times. And I check the percentages. When we go into that second quarter uh, uh, big like that, you know what I'm saying? We usually keep the lead going into half. And we got to make sure we play strong thirds. But case in point, yeah, Cam Thomas needs to get big minutes. The numbers that I've seen contrasted him. They got him in conversations with all-stars. The only ones that's not an all-star in that conversation is Fox and Cam Thomas. I don't want to be long-winded to mention all of them, but these are straight all-stars this season. That's the kind of numbers he's putting up. He shot 30 points a game. You give him 25, 30, let's say 30 minutes, 30 to 35 minutes a game, he's going to give you 27 to 30 points a game. So, yeah, uh, there was just, this. Uh, yeah, there was a stat like um where it was. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw it, but Jared, we got the Celtics tomorrow night. Depending on the snow and the weather, we got the Celtics in Brooklyn. Yeah, we have a back to back, which is stupid. Honest, I don't know what that scheduling was, but oh yeah, it's the bro. I didn't even yeah. realize that. Can we talk about that for a second? Actually, yeah, get your thought in, it. and then we'll talk about that. Yeah, I was just gonna say that like Cam Thomas, I think has the biggest jump of points per game from last season to this season and mm-hmm. unlimited minutes. I There's a stat where it's saying where I think he, him and Wemby are the only players this season that are going to average 20 or more points on in less than 30 minutes per game, which is a crazy stat. So yeah, you just have to play him. I just don't understand why he has to go back to that. I, I will see what the starting lineup will look like. When Cam Johnson or uh, com- comes back, uh, obviously Daron Shop will come off the bench because those are right now our only two players 
um, that are unavailable. So we'll see. We'll see what the starting lineup looks like um, when they all come back healthy. All right, quickly here. So coming up, we play the Celtics, the number one team in the East. We play them tomorrow night at seven thirty, weather permitting. But then we have this stupid home and home back to back that they've put into the NBA seasons because of, I don't know, the in-season tournament. Because, I don't know. I don't know the, the logic for this, um, but that's probably two L's. Um, you play mm-hmm. one home game in Brooklyn and then you get you, you go to the next um, you go to the other arena and play the next one the next day. I know it's like a four-hour trip, but like still, I just think it's stupid. This home and home series that they do, I guess it's it's like playoffs. I don't understand why they do it though. I think it's because they changed up the in-season tournament, and to get these games in, they're just like, oh well, we'll just stick uh, these two games right next to each other, and they're both East Coast Northeast teams. We can do that, and then they go from Boston, which this doesn't make any fucking sense. Um, so they, I guess it's fine. Because they go from, like, what I'm thinking is, what if what if the snow is bad? How do they do that? I guess it won't matter. They'll probably get there. The snow won't be that bad. But they play the Celtics, the number one team in the East, in Brooklyn. Then they run it back the next night. Do they rest some guys? Do they not play some guys? Do the Celtics not play some guys? Whatever. Most likely it's two L's back-to-back, but you never know. I remember watching um, Chris Chioza and Karis LeVert go up to the Garden and, and beat them in TD Garden. But then obviously comes the All-Star break over a week off and then they come back and play against the Toronto Raptors. Obviously Dennis Schroeder will have something to say about that. Then they go to play the Minnesota Timberwolves and they go on a little bit of a road trip. Uh the Grizzlies should be a win. We'll see what they do down in Orlando and then they'll come home to face the Atlanta Hawks. So we got the upcoming schedule out of the way. I don't know. Someone I got to look into that. Someone's got to tell me the rhyme and or reason for doing this home-and-home series back-to-back. Why has it got to be a back-to-back? I feel like that's that's a disadvantage for the Nets completely. Yeah, man. I really don't want to see the Nets have no more disadvantages than we already have, you know what I mean? But um, I don't know, man. How big is the snow supposed to fall? Is it supposed to be that much snow? Someone was telling me this morning it might be up to eight inches. Where I'm like, yo, if the traffic and whatnot is not good, this is New York. That can mess up everything. And we haven't had snow like that in a little while. So uh, we'll see. All right, let's 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 keep it rolling as we're getting close to the end of this episode. Um, speaking of the Celtics games, good news. Dayron Sharp confirms he will play tomorrow against Boston. We could beat anybody. Yeah. Big back. Getting Dayron Sharp back, who not for nothing, Dayron Sharp had had some flashes early on in the season where he looked like a walking double double. He looked like he was starting to come into his own in year three. I would like to see some more of that as we talk about homegrown nets that they drafted, that they developed, that they want to keep. I know everybody gets hurt, um, but they expect him to be reliable. Are you guys excited to see Dayron Sharp come back with the addition of Dennis Schroeder? Ben Simmons, the team can start to look a lot different than it looked over these last couple struggle weeks. Uh, you want to go first, Alex? Yeah, I mean, look, I it, it, I already know that um, the one guarantee is that Ben Simmons uh, won't be playing on Wednesday, I believe. Good call. Um, yeah, he's going to yeah, go not, game he's, by game, day to day. Back to back. Yeah. 
Um, good to have Sharp back. Uh, uh, you know, we needed a big body, um, so uh, we needed some size. Uh, I think Cam Johnson's the only one that's left, so um, good to see basically a full squad. But at the same time, you know, Celtics, they have uh, they, they beat us, like, all the time uh, post big three, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if we lose both, both those games. Um, but then the main goal is just to get healthy after the all-star break. Uh, get the chemistry needed. Um, I mean, look, the, the, it, it's kind of annoying that like we've actually had a few wins these past uh, couple weeks, but that one team that we're trying to push into the play-in is the Hawks, and I'm pretty sure they're six and two in their last eight, so they've been winning. Uh, so I'm I'm just saying that we we just gotta take it game by game, uh, and just see and just see what happens with this squad. I mean, we'll see we'll see what uh, we'll see what happens for the rest of the season. You know, um, listen, shout to Rihala, man. You're one of my favorite voicemail guests too, man. I listen to your voicemail. I don't just listen to my voicemail. I listen to all voicemails. <laughs> but um, that being said, listen, I think we beat the Boston Celtics. I'm going to keep it real with you. With De'Ron Sharp being healthy, and again, the difference, before I go, I got to say, with Claxon being on the floor, the difference is Derek Schroeder because he spaces – the space that y'all complain about not having when Ben Simmons and Clax was on the floor at the same time, we now have with Dennis Schroeder. Dennis yep. Schroeder is going to shoot the three ball. He's going to. Did you see that play where the defense act like he was scared to shoot the three? He jab step like, oh, you think I won't do it? Took his step back, took the three, and it was good. He was three for five, and he's going to create that spaces. Anytime you try to drop back on Dennis Schroeder like he Ben Simmons and he won't take the three, he's going to take the three. And, again, he shoots efficiently. Three out of five is nothing to sneeze at. Case in point is this team is way different. And with De'Ron Sharp, you see the size he put on in his three years being a Brooklyn Nets player? Dude look like he lived in the gym. He eat, sleep in the gym. You know what I'm saying? And I like the – how you say – the the progression of of Dayron Sharp since he was a rookie until now. Him and Cam Thomas been teammates three seasons. I love when Cam Thomas missing Dayron Sharp get the rebound. He's just like there for every Cam Thomas miss. Dayron Sharp is double double day day. We call him day day with the payday. Uh, double double day day. Y'all can help me come up with more names if y'all want. But him being on a team got me super duper excited. I feel like with DFS, now he in a situation where he in a pick and roll because Schroeder is there. He don't have to be caught in that uh, perimeter where he get cooked a lot. Or he don't get cooked, he get in foul trouble. Um, That being said, I just think us being a ranked 20th team for like most of the season with Schroeder, that changes. Schroeder and, and De'Ron Sharp defense got better. I think he got that from Clax. I've been seeing De'Ron Sharp get blocks. Um, I don't know. I think this injury uh, from De'Ron, he he might play limited minutes, but I think it's going to be impactful tonight. I think we we went in a single-digit game versus the Celtics. Not tonight, uh, tomorrow. I mean, uh, without LeBron and AD, um, Austin Reeves and them went up to TD Garden and beat the Celtics. They're not untouchable. They can be touched. And if they're playing down to their competition in the Brooklyn Nets and the Brooklyn Nets show them some different looks they have in game plan for, let's see. But they're hell. They got uh, they got so many players you got to worry about. Um, they're a tough matchup for a Nets team that's kind of just 
coming together. But I like the optimism. If there's ever been time for optimism, it's right now. This has been one of the worst starts to a season. There's been so many whack ass games, uh, roller coaster in the beginning, thinking that they might be something, then just misery. I think now is the time for optimism. And also, we're 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 winding down here. Now is the time for any questions in the chat. Um, I'll, I'll let Big Fan Breezy say his last piece, so y'all know where to find him. Uh, y'all can support his show. And he'll be back. Now that we got him on, we'll, we'll definitely have him back on. You, If you've listened to the show, I've been saying, yo, big fan Breezy, we got to get you on. We got to get you yeah. on. And we did that today. Yeah, no, this is, again, a accomplishment. I was, I started from the chat. Now we here. I started <laughs> from the chat. Now we mother, mother here. So I just want to say <laughs> shout to Talking Nets. Shout to Alex. I had fun doing this. Even when I'm in the chat, I'll be having fun. Shout to Rihala and everybody else that be leaving voicemails. I'm a fan of y'all too. This show is just dope. You know, rate it on five stars or whatever you can. And y'all can follow me at Big Fan Breezy with the Brooklyn Nets vlog. Um, please subscribe. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, man. And it's Nets world, man. We out here, man. You know, I think that we... I have the potential to have a, a a winning streak. I won't say how big that streak is. I know a streak starts at three, but I think we can have a winning streak. I don't know the number yet, but look for us to play a better brand of basketball because Schroeder uh, brings, uh, helps us with what we were missing on the defensive side of the ball, among other things. So I'm confident. Appreciate you, bro. Um, anything else in the chat? I got I to gotta get out at two. Uh, anything else y'all got? I think we hit everything. Actually, let me see. I think there was a couple more things I didn't show. Uh, so Dennis Schroeder on his pick and roll pairing with Nick Claxton. He sets a big, he sets a big time screen. He puts a lot of pressure on the rim rolling. So the pocket pass and the oop plays are always open. When we get that <laughs> chemistry right in, in practice, it's going to be a be big time for our team. So Dennis the Menace is already plotting. That's one game against the whack ass Spurs. But when they get their reps in practice, they they're literally coming into the all star break. Not all mm -hmm. of these guys are going on vacation. Not all of these guys are going home. None of these guys are going to Indy. So some of these guys are going to stay right there at the HSS Center and practice and get their timing right. And, and you know, Spencer Dinwiddie said something on his way out about nobody in this locker room wants to lose. Right. There's frustrations. Clearly, there's frustrations with the coach. But now the coach has some different pieces. Guys want to win, and I think that they're going to work hard to try and salvage this season. So I'm with that. Positive energy. I've been so down on this team. Uh, it doesn't help with the blue and orange team having success and making all the right moves and uh, coming off of where we were with the superstars and seeing the superstars come back uh, on different teams and, and, you know, downplay the whole time that they were here. Like, oh, yeah, we're over. Let's move on. Listen, we got to move on, and we got a little bit of a squad that can compete, be a play-in, maybe playoff team. And that's all you can hope for, root for. If you don't set your expectations too high, you can't be let down. So that's even with the deadline, right? I wasn't expecting shit. So when, when a couple moves come through, I'm like, all right, cool. They did something. They show me that they, they are trying to do something. They're not asleep at the wheel. So. Now, hold on. Keith, okay, before I go, I just wanted to add to this, to what you said. If you look at the history of the Nets, we've been a winning brand of basketball. We play a winning brand of basketball with explosive guards, whether that be Kidd, Kenny Anderson, Dryzen, uh, uh Cam Thomas, I'm going to say Dennis Schroeder, I'm thinking they're going to be that, seriously. And uh, it, the list goes on, but it's always because of explosive guards, or most times. Um, that being said, 
we should all be confident. You know, we we optimistic, but trust me, the tables will turn. You know what I'm saying? Or believe in that's world. Believe in that's world. Where let's see, uh huh. Mayday, Mayday is day day. He he added to your day, Ron Sharp. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Iron Eagle's got to be the go-to guy. I guarantee you Iron Eagle be ready with some type of pun uh, mm. for, for Dayron's return if he does something big. Uh, what else do we have? What's your thoughts on the Nets' young development to other teams? What does he mean by young? Does he mean by yeah, Trey Young? Or does he mean by, like, just I was about like to say, I'm not sure if you're talking about the, the news that came out around Trey Young today or if you're talking about our young players to other teams i mean there was a report today that trey young uh might be the piece that the hawks trade obviously around this deadline everybody was speculating that it would be Dejounte murray and i mean if trey young becomes available is that who y'all want over here yeah, no, look, look, I think the main I think the plan for Sean Marcus to Marks is to go into next season with expiring contracts and to try and trade that for Donovan Mitchell. I think that's the main thing he wants to do. Agreed. Um, and I think I think if he the, the thing is like when you if you do trade for Donovan Mitchell, what would the starting lineup be? Who would you trade? Is it gonna be Schroeder? Is it gonna be Cam Johnson? Is it gonna be Simmons? Uh, we we still don't know. Um, I think uh, this uh, allows the Nets to have a plan B. I really like Trey Young. I look, he has a lot of question marks on the defensive end. I think he's improved a bit. Like, I don't think he's a liability, but I don't think he's very good at the same time. He's a little but, guy. He's a little guy. Yeah, at the end, it, it, it's tough he can to play. Make. It, yeah, look, he he's an All Star for a reason. He's a three time All Star. He's he can drop twenty five and ten on a daily basis. Um, so to have that backup plan is nice. Um, I think to pair him up with Mikhail Bridges is nice. So I think Don Mitchell is obviously the number one option and then it's Trey Young. So I, 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 I think that's a good plan to have for the off season to go for a trade if either of them becomes available or both. So, uh, oh I, yeah. And I, uh, Rahala, a good point. Uh, Knicks fans hate him. So that would be a great, uh, you know, it would be great to have, uh, you know, in that sort of, you know, uh, in-state rivalry, in-city rivalry. So, yeah, that would be fun. And he turns it on in the garden. And <laughs> that would be great for us, a guy that knows what time it is uh, going to MSG. All right. And y'all got to know what time it is. We got to run, man. So appreciate y'all, as always. Uh, the only voicemail was Big Fan Breezy's, and he left that Friday. Um all right, no, hold on. Rahala got a, a voicemail. Damn, I don't even have my uh, speaker in here. I'm lacking. I'm lacking. All right, um, give me a second. I'll be right back. All right, I'll just go. Uh, once Keith uh, comes back, I'll just, like, go through the chat, I guess. Um, a new, uh, fully healthy, what do you think it's the best balance starting? Yeah, okay, that, that was what I was thinking. I, I think the best starting lineup is probably – Cam Thomas, Mikhail Bridges, and Claxton are the three starters that shouldn't move, to, well, won't move to the bench, in my opinion. And then I think it com- the last two places comes down to Simmons, Schroeder, and Dorian Finney-Smith. I think if you want to have size, you have you you should go with Smith because uh, I, I, I don't I, I wouldn't start Cam Johnson. He he he's best coming off the bench. Uh, he's best as a six man. We saw that with Phoenix. So I would probably start 
I would probably start Dorian Finney-Smith and Ben Simmons personally. Word. All right, let's hit this voicemail from Rahala. And we can play big fan Breezy's while he's in here too. Let's see. Rahala just sent this in. What up, boys? Rahala. Shout out to y'all boys talking Nets. And shout out to big fan Breezy, boy. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Nice to see y'all fellas out here collaborating. Yo, listen, real quick, I got a better positive intake on how things are looking. This team looks so much better with a point guard, bro. With a, like, it's not even like Dennis Schroeder is like one of the best point guards in the league or anything, but this team is just so much better with a point guard. Claxton looks so efficient. Um, Cam Thomas getting better shots. Mikel Bridges starting to look much better now that he's playing a little bit more of his role. So I'm feeling optimistic. Hopefully Ben Simmons, you know, don't hurt his back or his leg or whatever the hell's going on can actually give us two games in a row. You know what I'm saying? Let's see if he could do that at least. Well, I doubt he'll give us two games in a row against Boston. You know he's going to take a day off in one of those games. But, hey, whatever, man. Whatever we get out of Ben Simmons, get it out of Ben Simmons. I don't care, bro, at this point. But, uh, yeah, man, I have a better positive view of the team and hope the good vibes are going. I at least hope that we can at least get in the play-in or something, bro. It'll be a well, damn shame we don't even get into the play-in. So that's my take. Let's go Nets, bro. Let's go Nets. All right, let's play Big Fan Breezy. It's, it's a few days old. Now it's from yo, Friday. Keith, what up? What's good? It's, yo, what's good talking next? Uh, we got Schroeder yesterday. I'm happy about it. He averaged 14, six and a half uh, assists. I like I like what he's going to bring to the table. I'm optimistic, and I think in these last 31 games, we are above 500 ball club. Yes, I know this is big optimism with, with all of the recent, uh, uh, you know, stuff we had to go through as Nets fans. But I want y'all to hold together. I want y'all to look around the room. These are the fans that built the culture. The fans that stuck around when we lost and, you know what I mean, didn't, didn't confidence or, or fanhood didn't waver. So I want to say thank you to all the fans that stuck around and that stay around regardless of how good the Nets do. We will be on top one day, man. I hope to see y'all all there. Peace. Stay down till you come up. That's a good way to end it, man. We're Nets fans. There's been some miserable times, but you go through the misery knowing that there's light at the end of the tunnel, and we'll get back. I mean, even with this past run with KD, Kyrie, Harden, and them, it was it was real. It was fun, but it wasn't real fun. It was real quick. So, man, they're building towards something. You don't have to see the vision. You don't have to believe in the, the vision, but there's, there's little crumbs that tell you, okay, um, we're, we're getting there. What kind of player they're looking for, what style of play, availability, durability, um, guys that are about winning, guys that are about basketball first and foremost, and it might take a little while, but we're not going to be um, bottom feeding forever. So appreciate y'all, man. Of course, appreciate Big Fan Breezy. Tap the like button, share on appreciate the way you. out. And, uh, yeah, we'll definitely be back with the new episode sometime during the All-Star break, let's say. Um, and I, I do want to try and do the collab with uh, Nets Kingdom like we did last year. Maybe we get Eric Slater on. He does a Nets podcast. You know what Appreciate it is, Nets World. All right, that's all we got, y'all. Appreciate y'all for listening, watching. Um, again, make sure you subscribe and like on the way out. And uh, we'll be back with the new episode not too long from now. Let's go, Nets. Let's go, Nets. Brooklyn. Brooklyn. <laughs>